0: Ma Koko, Aye! For Moi, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving
1: forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen, working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit ma
0: Steph, Noli, and Brooke here. Great to see you with us. Hope you're doing well. You know, if there's one thing the pandemic taught us, it's to try your very best to be healthy to prevent getting sick. You know, but with social media cranking out all kinds of mixed messages on how to go about that, it can get kind of confusing, right? One of the popular Mm -hmm. diets that we've been hearing about is the keto diet. And, you know, Brooke Knowles, we're, we're always looking to learn more. And thankfully, we have an expert here with us tonight to help us sort through the myths and find the facts. Joining us is Dr. Jodi Nishida, a doctor of pharmacy and accredited metabolic healthcare practitioner who's been in healthcare for over 25 years. And she's helped almost 1,000 patients realize the benefits of clean. Medically guided keto. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Jodi Nishida.
1: Hi
0: girls. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so
1: excited. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, first off, you have all kinds of certifications and training after being in healthcare for so long. But maintaining good health is is more than a passion for you. It kind of hits close to home because you suffered from an autoimmune condition, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I have a condition called psoriatic arthritis and it's weird. Like I literally woke up with it from head to toe one day Mm. and it's very painful. It's joints and skin. And I was on a lot of different medications. I had to inject myself in the stomach weekly for 13 years and kind of happened upon keto because my dad had a heart attack. And one of my colleagues who's a neurologist said, you should put him on keto. And I said, what's a keto? And so he goes, why don't you just research it? So I researched it. I said, okay, dad, we're going to do this because I don't want you to get another heart attack. And in doing it with him, my autoimmune condition went into complete remission in six months. And I was amazed because nobody had ever told me that carbs and sugar could be worsening my condition and that's 100% what it was.
0: So so what is keto?
3: Yeah, good question. <laughs> I <laughs> know, start at the basics. you look on social media, and it's like, <laughs> what is this? It looks scary. Keto, by definition, is low-carb, moderate protein, and high healthy fat. Hmm. But I'm going to just say early on that fat is so calorically dense that you don't need a lot of it on your plate to meet like the requirement. And so what I see a lot of on social media is people that are just piling their plates with cheese and avocado, like tons and tons of avocado. And it's that is very dangerous because that's too much fat. Mm. So even though it's high fat, high fat actually means A little bit so I know that sounds backwards but that's what it means
0: so from eating that what is the thought how does that translate into a good diet okay right so good question um
3: all carbohydrates turn into sugar in your body okay so rice bread potatoes noodles all the obvious sources like sweets chips ice cream and then there's all the packaged processed foods okay all of these things turn into sugar sugar is toxic to the human body and so by eliminating the majority of that your health just goes through the roof because you're eliminating the toxin
0: from the environment basically Hmm. so there's no good sugars <laughs> uh, I know. Sorry,
3: I'm uh, a sweet tooth. Like, like I fruits, mean like fruits. Yeah, and... I used to be too. And fruits is a good question. I I was just in a huge debate today with a older gentleman. He was so nice. He was so angry with me that I was saying fruit is actually not good for you. So fruit sugar is fructose, and what's interesting is that the human body does not actually have the enzyme system to convert fructose or fruit sugar into usable energy. So it stores it as fat, and typically it'll store it as fat in the liver, which causes a condition called fatty liver disease. Mm -hmm. And so in keto, we tell our patients to really try to avoid fruits. And it's such a bummer because all the good ones like mango, papaya, Like all the tropical tropical ones, they're Mm -hmm. so good because they have so much sugar, you know. So we say try to avoid those and just stick to things like berries and like maybe half a cup because it's still sugar at the end of the
0: day. Geez, I know that's because I had gestational diabetes and my doctor was saying stick to blueberries, right? He was like, okay, blueberries are fine, but everything else, you know, don't even go there. So, but Mm -hmm. it's interesting because uh, when I was on gestational, um, you know, diabetes, when I was pregnant, I did feel better not consuming sugar. Yeah, I I, I can feel the effects of it now. I I know and I pay attention. I don't know, Noli and Brooke, if you guys feel the same way.
2: I had it. I had gestational all three pregnancies, which was really weird. Um, But yeah, it definitely changed how I look at food now still. You know, down to, and I was able to control it with just diet and not have to take the insulin because I'm like stubborn. Like I just didn't want to take the insulin. So I controlled it really well. But it makes you look at food really, really differently. And, you know, even choosing between like eating the actual fruit instead of drinking the juice or, right? Yes. There's like, because you at least get the roughage and just eat a small portion.
3: But yes. Yeah. Well, and, you know, thanks for sharing that you guys had gestational diabetes because now you are at a very high increased mm-hmm. risk of developing diabetes at some point in time. Um, type
2: 2, forward. right? Yeah.
3: yeah. 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 And so, you know, I'm not saying, Steph, like you can never have stuff, <laughs> right? But, you know, what's... um what's really transpired in my job is that 90% of what I do is actually psychology because Mm -hmm. if I cannot help my patients deal with their food addictions and their eating behaviors, you know, from the first visit, I'm trying to figure out what are the biggest stressors in your life? Because stress is the number one reason why everybody falls off of a quote unquote diet plan. So we work a lot on strategies, what to do at potlucks, when you're going to Vegas, just the whole thing, because (laughs) it has to be sustainable. You know what I mean? And there are keto treats that you can eat, and some of them are pretty good. But what's interesting is, as you do this, your taste buds change. Mm. So, like, I used to love Dobash cake from um, Osh napoleon's bakery right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and now when i eat it i can't eat it it's too sweet so i don't enjoy it anymore yeah so it you change and you know your audience is women and everyone i know all the doctors i know that do keto correctly look amazing like you have more energy than you've had in decades We're reversing all kinds of medical conditions. Your skin looks terrific. And so I tell my ladies, you know, we tend to spend so much money on lotions, serums, facials, Botox, whatever. Really all you need to do is keto because sugar kills collagen in your skin.
0: Mm. you know just for the listeners out there this is definitely for education and if you are Mm -hmm. curious about it i mean you should seek medical uh you know guidance and and check in with your doctors before you do anything but um that's why we're really glad to have you here uh dr jody nishida because i think like the most most of us are just flying blindly (laughs) and, you know, just putting into our bodies what makes us feel good. Uh, And, you know, unfortunately, we don't know until it's too late all the impacts that all the things that we've been eating has done to us over the years. And I think the key thing about it all is that it's preventable. Like, you know, the more that you know, the more that you're educated about how food affects you not only your moods and how you feel, but your health in the long run, I think it's really key because then you can make changes in your lifestyle and and decide what you want to eat and put into your body. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, you know, I like I'm almost 50. So I'm I'm one year older than Ryan. Right. And, you know, at 40, did you guys notice that you Things kind of start Something hurting. Yeah. You get a little creakier. Like, no one yeah. tells What's you, that? like, when you hit no. 40, right? Yep. Yeah, it so
1: slows <laughs> down. So, what, yep. so what yeah. is that? body? Right. Yeah, what is that? What, like, is it a number or is it what happens? It, to I don't body? know. I think it's pretty, it's just wear and tear. It's wear
3: and tear over time. For some reason, it's at 40. Well, at 50, mm. oh. if you didn't fix everything in your 40s, now you are really starting to get diagnosed with some pretty serious stuff. And, you know, I look my patients in the eye and I say, Hey, you know, dude, you're at a crossroads, man. Like Mm -hmm. you're either going to go like this from here on and just continue to be in pain, hopefully not get cancer, all of these things, or you can just slightly tweak the way that you're eating and you can completely change your trajectory and thrive. I mean, who the heck wants to work their entire lives and then have a sucky retirement? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and that's feel, one way I think
3: yeah. people should look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the thing is, though, I kind of feel like it's an all-or-nothing thing because it's like we we, we want we want to cheat. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate, but like <laughs> it's so hard to be, you know, black and white. And I think that's kind of how it is with with dieting and, and good health. Unfortunately, there's no way that you could make a little cheat day. Are are there? (laughs) No, no, no. No, let's talk about
3: that. So like one of the greatest things about keto is if you want to eat prime rib and lobster, you totally can because that's keto. You just can't eat the rice and the bread that you would normally eat with that. Okay, so this is not the diet of deprivation where all you can eat is salad and you have to work out like crazy. You've got no energy and you're hungry all day long. In fact, it's the exact opposite. I have to tell my patients, "Hey, get up and start walking. Just because you're losing weight without exercising doesn't mean that's okay. Okay. You know, and what we do is um, I have all these little sayings that I do so that people remember is um, I have something called the two bite rule. OK, so like if you go to a wedding, if you go to a party and there's cake and all this stuff, I tell them, take two bites and you just keep walking. Just keep walking, you know, so that you get your fix. Yeah, you get your fix and then you just keep moving on. And it seems to be a very useful tool for a lot of people so you don't feel deprived, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make them fall off the wagon either because, you know, it, it all it takes is this much for that old food addiction to kick back in.
1: Dr. Jody, is um, keto something better for some people versus other people, or is it beneficial for all or? Um, what, yeah, what so it that?
3: that goes back to what I said earlier about how sugar is the number one toxin to the human body. Um, uh, it This is such a strong statement, but I'm gonna say it. If everyone in the world did keto and what's called intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. it would be an entirely different world today. We wouldn't have healthcare systems that are just inundated with expenditures. Um, healthcare costs would be almost zero. Society would be so much more productive. You'd have less homeless people, you'd have less crime, because what people don't understand is that sugar also drives depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, ADHD, all of these psychological and emotional are all triggered by sugar. And it's so sad because we're so quick to prescribe Prozac and all of these Xanax, right? Valium, all these meds, when these people should be reducing their sugar, doing what's called intermittent fasting, and their conditions would be a thousand times better. So that's one of the reasons why I went into what I, you know, I did a pretty big career pivot three years ago because when I was researching this for my dad, I was like, holy cow, we are totally practicing medicine backwards. And this is awful. It, It's like order labs, look at numbers, write a prescription. It's very robotic, right? Mm-hmm. But so my appointments are always 30 minutes long each. And I mean, I get to know you, you know, I get to know, like, what your day looks like, who's pissing you off at work. like just Because i that's the only way I'm going to be able to help you. So I teach you what and how to eat. But there's all this other stuff, too, because you have to look at the whole patient. And you have to look at their life. And nobody ever asks you guys, so what are you eating all day long? Wait, does anyone ask you that?
0: No, yeah. And, never, and if yeah. we
3: don't know that, we, we're never
1: going to fix the root of the problem. That's so true. Yeah, you go mm-hmm. to the doctors. Nobody yep. ever asks that. Mm-hmm. No. They kind of, it's turn and burn, right? In and mm-hmm. out, in and out, mm-hmm. 10
3: minutes. But you can't fix anything in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm.
0: It's impossible. Literally, I've tried. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Jody. Um, several years ago, there was a really popular documentary on Netflix that, like, changed people's views. Arnold Schwarzenegger was on it and a lot of popular people about, like, um, Veganism, I think it was, or vegetarianism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Game changers like that. And it really made people like be afraid of like protein, like meats and stuff Mm. like that. And then it showed like how the clarity of somebody's blood or their pee was like, you know, just cloudy because, you know, they were saying, oh, look, this is showing that the body has a harder time breaking down meats and stuff like that. So therefore, it proves that, you know, we're not. Uh, you know, supposed to be eating meats, So this is completely opposite then from the keto belief, right? Uh, So for for a lot of people whose views have changed and they adopted those views, what do you have to say to their viewpoints?
3: You know, um, I have nothing against vegans. My own 17-year-old son just finished his 365-day vegan journey, and it was a very strict vegan journey. Um, I think it's hard for a lot of people to sustain because you become very nutrient deficient. Mm. And so, you know, but I know a lot of people do it because you see these horrific videos about the McDonald's cow farms and you see how awful they're treated. And then you never want to eat meat again. And I totally get that. Um, it It's just, hard to sustain. And again, you become very nutrient deficient. So now you're relying on all these pills, all these supplements, which to me, it's like, you know, isn't that kind of against the whole point of why you started your journey to begin with. And it's hard because their only sources of protein are things like tofu, which I'm not a huge fan of soy breast Mm. cancer runs in my family. So we try not to eat a lot of soy for that reason. Mm. They have to eat a lot of nuts. Well, the problem with nuts is that nuts are, are can be high in something called lectins. And that can be very bad for your body too. Mm-hmm. So you have to, what I tell people is there's a spectrum. Vegan is on one end and carnivore is on the other end. Keto is somewhere over here.
0: Oh.
3: In the I, middle for those
0: that can't see <laughs>
3: Yeah, in the middle. And so I have to be able to, because I have people that do vegan keto with me. Mm -hmm. And I have people that do carnivore with me. So I can coach the entire spectrum, because people have their beliefs. And I respect that. So now in clinic, we can figure out how to make that work based on what they want to eat. But again, I always try to get my vegans like What about eggs? Can we just do eggs? You know, because eggs, the egg yolk has 19 vitamins and minerals. So, you know, do you remember when we were told not to eat the egg yolk? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And unfortunately, it scarred me. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, they were Uh, wrong. And it was Time Magazine. And then they retracted that like 20 years later. Eggs are actually extremely good for you. So, you know, it's just we're in such a pickle because all the dietary advice we were given for the last 50 years, a lot mm-hmm. of it was actually wrong. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: So
3: can you, a lot keep, of it, um, don't you think a lot yeah. of
2: it too had to do with who, in terms of just like um, the political part of it, right? The money, oh, yeah. who marketed well, the drink, the drink milk campaign, the, um, just you follow the money, the pharmaceutical companies too, right? Mm. No.
3: Okay. So, Steph, you're asking about vegans. The vegan lobby in D.C. has the most money out of Mm -hmm. any lobby. And do you want to know why? Well, guess what's vegan? Soda. So Coca-Cola is one of the biggest backers of the vegan movement. They hate keto people because we're like, "Uh uh-uh, don't drink soda. That stuff's going to kill you, right? So to your point about politics and big food is so corrupt and big food does all this stuff and then everyone needs medication so big pharma Mm. benefits from that it's this giant money ring then they pay off all the government officials Mm -hmm. and so what I tell my people is you know what we can't even touch that stuff don't even worry about that let's come let's just go over here and we're gonna live in our little keto bubble of health and happiness. And we're just going to uh, ignore what uh, all that other stuff that's happening, you know, cause it is, it's crazy. Yeah, it, It's crazy. When you look into the science of how they make people addicted to chips mm-hmm. or the Coca-Cola at McDonald's, the Coke at McDonald's, Oh man, they spent a lot of money making it more addicting than regular Coke. You should Google that. It's pretty fascinating, mm. but it's all designed to make you addicted and they don't care if you die in the process because they right. made all this money off of you in the meantime.
0: Mm -hmm. See, it's so hard. It's so hard to navigate in this day and age. It just really takes, um, I mean, and there's nobody really truly that can make your life better and your health better but yourself. (laughs) Pretty much it comes down to it. So arm yourself with as much education as possible. But um, what about dairy? Is dairy off limits Mm -hmm. in a keto diet? No, dairy
3: is not off limits, but that's another really interesting topic because that's something that a lot of people who are doing keto wrong, overdue. And so my patients are told, really try to limit nuts and try to limit dairy. I don't know if you guys knew this, but U.S. dairy products are banned in a lot of other countries. It's so bad for you. (laughs) Yeah. So my patients are trained to, in the store, go to the cheese bin, not the cheese rack. And and look, Kate, is this from Denmark? Is this from Sweden? That's the one you're going to buy. And just keep it to a minimum.
0: Can you explain more about why? Is mm-hmm. it a different it's, pasteurization process or something like that? No,
3: it's it's the antibiotics. It's oh. the hormones. It's the very stressed out conditions under which our cows live in. So, okay, so think about this. The cows are so stressed out that their bodies are constantly pumping out cortisol, the stress hormone. Okay. Cortisol gets stored in the animal's body fat. And then you eat that. You're eating their stress hormone, and then that affects your own health. Uh, so, so when I say it like that, it's very impactful. It's gross, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the truth.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also cows. I saw a documentary when where cows are just hooked up to the milking. Like just that's uh, all. Oh yeah, like,
3: that's all it's they do all twenty four seven, yeah. and it's they factory. just milk
2: them. I mean, that's not. That's not okay, right? It, it's helpful?
3: bad. And that's why, too, like, half of what I do is I work with a lot of local restaurants, food businesses. I do a lot of collaborations with them to offer keto items on their menus. But another thing that I'm starting to do, because I'm I'm filming a YouTube show right now, but I'm going to mm-hmm. be featuring a lot of local ranchers nice. that, um like, the pig farm in Waianae that uses mm-hmm. the Korean farming method, you know, because... I want more people locally to know about these companies so we can support these local ranchers that raise happy healthy cows, you know, pigs, every chickens because it all
1: affects your health at the end of the day. So Jody, yeah, off, off of that, so organic grass-fed it's not just a marketing tool, it's actually better for you if you can get those types of protein yeah. products. Yeah, so you always
3: want grass-fed, grass-finished beef for sure. You want to eat chickens that are raised cage-free and allowed to roam and eat grubs. You know, chickens are supposed to be eating bugs, not corn, not corn. and soy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, these these pigs in why and I, this Korean. Fr- I'm so intrigued by this. You know, it it's they feed them. They have a diet and part of it includes fermented food like how Koreans eat kimchi. Mm-hmm. And and these are like the healthiest pigs. The soil there is very rich in nutrients and the pigs poop has no smell. So you're at a pig farm and you don't even know it because you don't it doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. So it's very fascinating. Yeah, but you always want to Try to get that type of meat if you can. It's it's more expensive. But what's good about keto is you eat less. So Because you're eating less, you're not spending more at the end of the day.
0: Mm, wow. So um, people need to follow the different portion sizes then? I mean, we always say, you know, measure with the your fist, right? Is that the same for keto? Yeah. Oh, sizes? I'm so glad you said that. No, no, no. Okay, so I, I don't know.
3: Okay, the US dietary guidelines is controlled by big agriculture. So people need to understand that there's a lot of money and power behind that. So the whole food pyramid's wrong. Okay, it should be flipped upside down, basically. We at some point were brainwashed to fear protein. And so we're told, like, only eat this much, right? That's how you become protein deficient. Protein is your most important macronutrient. You should be eating your entire hand worth, like raise like a deck of cards, at least twice a day.
1: Oh wow.
3: That's how much, and but nobody is. So when they run studies, it shows that every country in the world, everybody is protein deficient. And if you need protein from your muscles, for your cells, your bones, and you're not getting enough of it, then you can just extrapolate and imagine. What that's going to do to your health later
1: mm. you don't
3: need sugar that's what you don't need mm. but you need protein and other stuff. Oh.
1: yeah
0: yeah jody um what about drinking because i know that uh Pauhana at the end of the day and here in hawaii culture you know everybody likes to crack one open and uh, kick back um <laughs> here and there And I'm not sure if uh, very many folks can uh, quit cold turkey. I mean, they just kind of like, you know, just like to unwind. It's their way of unwinding. I'm sure there's healthier ways, but just, you know, for the sake of asking for those folks out there who may be wondering, uh, is there any room for that in keto? Absolutely. I have
3: a whole list of alcohol (laughs) that you can drink. I mean, in a nutshell, it's hard. It's Mm. hard liquor. Right. Oh, what? So it's vodka, gin, whiskey scotch, bourbon. You can mm-hmm. do tequila. You can do most brands of shochu. There are even brands of keto wine that are sold in Foodland and Whole Foods that are very low sugar, even though it comes from grapes. And mm. so, um, yeah, no, I, I'm usually having a couple with my friends every mm. weekend, and I just stick to that stuff. And then it's funny, like gin and vodka don't mix with tonic tonic has the same amount of carbs
1: as coca-cola so you mm. got to mix it club soda mm-hmm. oh,
3: club soda what about yeah.
1: sake sake is mixed mix, uh, from rice and is, is that not sake big...
3: is rice wine so that's an absolute oh. no-no oh. Mm. and like don't eat the cauliflower crust at cpk Oops. Oh, <laughs> just... yeah because if you look on their website it has almost exactly the same amount of carbs as their regular pizza crust. So it's a marketing gimmick.
1: Mm. So the
3: flour crust is just as good as a cauliflower crust
1: or even better, the flour crust?
3: It's Well, it's the same carbs. They're both bad for
0: you. Oh,
1: don't eat the crust yeah
3: all. so don't even don't even go there mm. yeah you know
0: I just kind of want to back up to the alcohol because I don't want people to go crazy <laughs> and you know go raiding the the hard liquor cabinet curious. but somebody's but obviously serious. obviously folks who are listening um, what we mean by is like you know serving size and we're not saying like you know chug a whole bottle or anything like no. that and going to town it's it's probably at how much the most I mean and and, and not making it a, a regular thing as well too because of course we all know the negative effects of regular Intake of alcohol over, you know. So so we also want to make that clear, just for folks listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can add yeah. to that, Dr. Nishida, if you want.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. It it's interesting because when you do keto, you get drunk faster. So again, <laughs> oh you're saving God. money More because efficient. you're More a cheaper efficient. date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and I actually warn my patients, like, hey, if you're gonna go party this weekend, like, and you usually drink four. Try slow down at two and just see how you're feeling. Because it's true. You get drunk because you don't have all these carbs in your stomach to soak up the alcohol. Mm. So you get drunk faster.
2: That's and a good marketing. marketing. Um, <laughs> yes. Get drunk faster. Do, don't eat, eat carbs. I
3: know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but then it's like this catch-22 because now you're drunk. <laughs> and now you're getting all like sloppy looking oh. for fries
0: and pizza, right? Well, that, that's oh no, that, that's true. See, so that's why fries you gotta, naturals, gotta not
3: reach yeah. that,
2: oh, boy. gotta not
0: reach, know your limits.
2: Yeah. You gotta know hey, your limits. Man, and then stuff. what
3: happens too is as your liver is having to process alcohol, it shuts off all of its fat burning activities. Mm-hmm. So, like, people that they're like, I can how come never... I'm not losing weight? And I'm like, well, how much are you drinking? A lot of times it's because they're drinking too much on the weekend, so their body's not burning any
0: fat. So what's mm. the allowed amount? I would say two pores. Okay. But like what two pores is once very adequate. Once a week. Um
3: once or a week. Not is even good. once a week. No, no, once a week is good. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about myself, like, do I drink once a week or twice a week? So once <laughs> a week is good.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know, um, good, good.
0: Dr. Nishida, I'm 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 training for the marathon. I'm a runner, so and I found that like when I am on my long runs, I I will like fall apart if I don't have carbs. So oh. I guess diet. There are very very different diets for everybody. So in in my uh, situation, what would you recommend if you're even allowed to say?
3: Yeah, the first thing you would need to do is you need to get into ketosis. Okay, so right now, sugar is your fuel source. But when you do keto, ketones become your fuel source. Mm. There there are so many marathon runners and triathletes now and athletes in general that do keto. And here's why. Fat has more um, kcals of energy per gram than carbs do. So when you're running a marathon and stuff, you're going to get the most endurance from eating fat. Like an avocado.
0: Oh, avocado. Okay.
3: Yeah, like like an avocado or something. And so, um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It might be too late, depending on where you are in your training. But you actually would perform better if your fuel source was ketones and not sugar. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Gosh. There's so Doctor, many. Yeah. There's so many. Like. I know, right? <laughs> I have a So, Dr. Jodi, so I... Um, recently did a bunch of just labs to do like my microbiome and checking on just inflammation. I, like I, I dig all of this stuff and I've been l- researching and learning about it for a while now, but so I know every person's individual and different. So even my inflammatory results, like certain things like egg yolk is inflammatory for me, but egg whites are fine. Chicken mm-hmm. is inflammatory, but not beef and lamb. And so it's really interesting, right? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And even spinach is inflammatory for me, but um it's a whole list. But then I, my question is I think one of the most common things that people find is just gluten. So is there a place? How do you deal with gluten in the keto diet? Um, there is no gluten in a keto
3: diet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um so its carbon-free. Gluten-free, gluten-free carbs. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. We're awesome. basically eating protein, veggies. And healthy fats from, I would say the two most popular healthy fats is going to be avocado and extra virgin olive oil. It's very similar to the Mediterranean diet, actually. Mm -hmm. Except in Europe, they eat more bread and stuff, but they can because their flour there is different. Mm. Our flour that we use here in the U.S. is absolute crap. It's so bad for you. But the flour in Europe, I think it's called semolina flour or something. Is not nearly as bad for you as what we have here.
2: Yeah, I've cut out uh, gluten this last month, and it's definitely to start. And it's been like really less foggy brain. Yes. You know, more alert. It's yeah. It's really interesting how. It well, that me.
3: it's that leads to a good discussion about grains yeah. because. I mean, like seriously, raise your hand if you ever ate oatmeal in your life because you yeah. thought it was good for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, oatmeal turns into sugar.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And and so grains are actually not good for you either. Jeez. But I know you walk down the cereal <laughs> aisle depressing. and you got like honey nut Cheerios,
1: and it says yeah. Heart Smart, ah. and it's a total lie. It's yep. a total lie. So yeah. what's this, a good this, um Yeah, go ahead, No. Sorry. What's a good um? For, for moms with kids, what's a good breakfast mm-hmm. to send them to school on? Like uh, eggs, uh, apple, just eggs.
3: Eggs, omelet, you can do eggs and bacon. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm, a little bit of cheese maybe for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us that do keto for a while, we don't eat breakfast anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there are great keto waffle recipes too. Where you use like a little bit of almond flour, egg and a little bit of cheese and it actually turns into a batter and it's like super low carb. So um, I used to make that for, for my kids and they
0: were fine with it. Uh, Dr. Nishida, do you have a, a a word of caution for our listeners who are bombarded by mixed messaging on social media about the keto diet? Because so often there are a lot of different influencers out there who claim that they know, and uh, it's hard to tell if it's real or not, and what can harm <laughs> them, and if there's harmful information out there. Do you have any words of advice?
3: Yeah, I mean, when you look at someone's Facebook or Instagram profile, right? I mean, if, if, if someone is a doctor, they're going to put that up there. Like, we will always put our credentials up in our bio and our profile, right? It, you know, there are keto certifications. There are keto accreditations. If someone is not and does not have an actual medical degree, They should not be administering any type of advice, you know, and I kind of got into it with a local influencer who has a lot of followers because they got to the keto game on Instagram first in Hawaii. This person is posting pictures of spam with craft singles melted over each one and saying that this is keto and you know i've i messaged this person because people are actually ending up in the hospital by eating what this person is eating you know and so look at the pictures does it look like a well balanced do you see a protein do you see a veggie you know do you spam is not healthy i'm sorry we grew up on it but it's true vienna sausage same thing hot dogs same thing right This is crappy leftover body parts. that's formed into a meat product. And so always look in their bio. Are they an actual medical professional? Are they certified? And here's the other thing. There's YouTube doctors who make videos all day and there's real doctors that see actual patients all day. And those are two very different things. So that's what
0: you can look for.
1: Hmm.
0: Is it a big problem? Oh, it's a a huge problem. (laughs) Especially for your profession, right? It's so
3: frustrating because, you know, if you have like a Quest plan or Aloha Care or HMSA HMO, right? Because we accept all insurances except Kaiser. You need a referral to see me from your physician so that your insurance will cover all of your appointments. Because of social media, 60% of the doctors will not send the referral. They'll say, it, that, it's too dangerous. I see what these people are eating. You're going to have a heart attack. Absolutely not. Well, So they when create keto, a bad name for keto. It They do. And what they don't realize is they're depriving people who really need the care of this type of care because of what they're posting and because social media is rewarding them with more likes, more followers, all this stuff. It's, I wish that someday Instagram or Facebook could get busted for their algorithm in regards to this because it's costing people their lives it's a pretty serious legal issue in my opinion
2: yeah wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, be, so much and besides I, I think too like besides on what you have to do is unwire just our childhood upbringing for all of us right some of that but then yeah. also like unwire the social media and then reprogram and try to educate, right? That's like uh, like uh, several layers of re-education, right? It's
3: it's, it's many layers. I mean, in, in fact, I right now I'm going through my training on what's called processed food addiction recovery. Like that's now a new specialty mm-hmm. because it's everybody. It's every single one of us on the planet is addicted to processed food to some degree, mm-hmm. right? And, you're right. There's all these layers of the onion that I need to constantly peel back. Then, holiday season is coming up. Half my patients are going to fall off the wagon. That's yeah. okay. Come January, my job is to nurture these people back in to get back on. And it's like, you know, Hawaii, multi generational families on the same lot. If mom's love language is feeding you, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to, like, intervene somehow without upsetting mom. You, do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that is so common. Mm-hmm. So, like, I tell my parents, try not to make food your love language with your kids. Try not to. Or at least have an awareness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really takes a lot of effort mentally. And, um, you know, it's just so easy to reach for what's easy, you know. Yes. And, yes, uh, and it's, it's, it's harder. It takes a lot more work to prepare and to search for healthier options and to make those right ch- choices. And but, it costs you know, more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it does cost more too. It probably takes more of your yeah, time. Yeah, who the well. heck wants to cook for 45 minutes after you just worked all day, right? <laughs> when
3: you can pop something in the microwave mm-hmm. and throw it on the table and say, here you go, guys. I, mm-hmm. It's real. But that's why the air fryer... Is your keto best friend <laughs> it oh, really yeah. is like i make mm-hmm. all my patients get an air fryer
0: it is an absolute game changer because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can't eat fried foods because that's battered in carbs right it's usually battered in, <laughs> and you can
3: cook everything in the air fryer and literally all you're doing is pushing a button yeah. so it's mm-hmm. not that hard gotta get that's one. my husband loves yeah.
0: the air fryer <laughs>
2: it's, it's so nice.
3: easy and everything just comes say, out so good i yeah. just
2: made lotus chips in it you just mm. like the lotus root and you just Ooh. throw it in with olive oil and mm-hmm. it yep. tastes good mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm. yeah good for you yeah, it's so good. all right well dr nishida we usually end our podcasts with an inspirational quote or something meaningful to you is there one that you'd like to share with us yeah i just want to remind people that
3: you really are what you eat you really, really are what you eat. And remember that, you know, we should try as a society to stop relying so heavily on medications to kind of get us through life. Food should be your medicine. And so, really
1: think about that.
0: I like that a lot. Like
3: yeah.
1: Oh, that's, that's so great. good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Jody. That's so wise. And all the stuff you shared with us today, it's opening our eyes, our listeners' eyes to how, yeah, food can be your medicine and should be your medicine. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: And thank you so much. I, I can just talk. I think I could talk to you for a Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so interesting to me. <laughs> mm-hmm, and I yeah. totally believe it. And I, you have, your food should be nourishing and not just um, satisfaction. And, I, and please keep doing the work you're doing. Because I know it's hard um, uh-huh. peeling back the layers. And yeah. Just educating people. The more people talk about it, I think, you know, that's the way to change it, right? And it's it'll Absolutely. be a movement. But just yeah. please keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we appreciate all the effort. So. Thank I you. will. Yeah.
0: Thank you, you guys. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Your life, everybody listening out there, your life is in your hands. Do what you can <laughs> now to avoid going on pills or into the hospital. And it starts with your diet. And it's really good to do research. And before you uh, listen to anyone on social media um, or even us right here, if you have any questions, I'm sure you can find uh, Dr. Jody's website. What is it? It's theketoprescription.com. Okay. com. Wow. All right. Well, just as Brooke said and Noli, we could talk forever because <laughs> I certainly have a lot more questions, but I feel really, um, you know, fulfilled in the sense that, and my eyes have opened a lot bigger to the mm-hmm. keto diet thanks so much for explaining it to us and breaking it all down Dr. Jody Nishida, the yeah. keto doctor thanks so much thanks, for Jody. being on thank you yeah <laughs> take care and everybody out there too take care and be safe until uh, we see you next week aloha aloha
2: thank you
1: yes we gonna break up. down